You are tuning in to For Better Self and Net Worth Podcast. This is a podcast where I encourage you to live the life of your dreams by adopting the right mindset, navigating through tough challenges, and respecting your bank account. I interview entrepreneurs and empire builders from across the globe as they share how they have come to live the lives of their dreams and the challenges they had to break through. I also have a few solo episodes where I talk about the lessons learned and navigating in a world full of naysayers, negative mindsets, and money grabbers. I personally believe that attitude is everything, and with the right attitude, you can get the life that you dream of. I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. If you're listening, make sure you have hit the subscribe button, and on Apple, give me some love by leaving a review. Most of all, I hope every episode you hear on here leaves you inspired and on fire to live your best life without breaking the bank. Hello, everyone, and happy new year. If you are listening to this episode shortly after it is being recorded, I may have fibbed. I told you guys that setting intentions and staying sober would be my last episode of 2021, but little did I know I'd make a snap decision right at 3.33 p.m. to record on December 31st. So we're within the last hours of 2021. I just interviewed a guest for next week week. I did my first video and no makeup and everything, but I'm excited to put this out to you guys because Natasha, my guest has a lot of great information, but I, I just wanted to put out another episode and chances are you're listening to this well after the new year, 2021, 2022, you're probably listening to this maybe in 2023. I don't know. The average lifespan of a podcast is going to be longer than a social media post or even a YouTube video, statistically speaking. I had a few interviews lined up for the first of the year, but I just felt like there's a few things I wanted to share with you about going into the new year. And I wanted to start this year with a solo episode. And one of the reflections that I've had while journaling about what I'm doing for the upcoming 2022, that may be slightly different than what I've done in new year, 2020 and 2021. There's just a lot that I actually just wanted to come on the air and share with you guys today. So we'll go ahead and get started. Now, every year, I can tell you, and every year just leading up to this for as long as I remember, I put a lot of pressure on myself of what I want to bring into this upcoming year, of what I want to do and what I want to accomplish. And as I've been reflecting on this, I realized that around the holidays, me and many of us speaking, we'll put a lot of pressure on ourselves of what we want to bring. This morning, I got to watch Hoda and Jenna, and that's usually a huge treat for me because this time, usually when Hoda and Jenna comes on, I'm working my corporate job, but I've taken a week off and I really wanted to just take that week off to unplug and just to unwind, but I just couldn't resist. I'm on the mic here, but Maria Shriver said something super inspiring on the show today. And she said that, and I'm going to be paraphrasing it, but what she said was we need to stop focusing on what we can do to make ourselves happier and focus on the fact that we're already happy. Super powerful. Now take a moment to let this marinate. Are you focused on being happier or are you already living in the moment and being happy? 
Do you feel like you need to explain to others that you are happy? Do you feel the need to brag about anything in your life? Or are you setting goals towards what will make you happier? If you are investing into yourself by reading self-development books, listening to self-development podcasts such as this one, or just giving yourself time each day to do something for you, it's very likely that you're actually already happy. You're happy with yourself. You love yourself. You're taking time to invest into that. The stigma portrayed in movies, TV shows, or even some books say that you need self-improvement only if you're miserable or not happy with yourself. And the reality is it's the exact opposite. When you're investing in yourself, you love yourself and you are investing in your happiness, which means you're already happy. You know the importance of being happy. In the past years, and just like speaking 20 and 2021, I would start the January doing yoga once a day through yoga with Adrian's New Year's program. I started doing more intention about my daily devotions. And that's something I want to do more of every day, not just around the new year, but I just set intentions of what I want to accomplish this year. And while I'm going to be doing this again, I'm probably going to be doing another yoga challenge. I've already got my devotional planned out. I've already got you know, things that I want to incorporate more of, but I've been doing that already in December. And I'm what I would call myself is a lifelong learner and someone who's always wanting to grow. But growth is something that I've experienced. And instead of looking at what I want to grow into, take time to appreciate what I already am. So for my first point with this show, this episode, is that society, as a society, we tend to should on ourselves or even let others should upon us. Now notice I said the word should. This is a relatively mild program in terms of language, and I'd like to keep it that way. And I'm not going to be blatantly crass. I just, it's not my style. But what I mean with shoulding is that we're telling ourselves that we should be at a certain place by a certain age or time period. Laura Banky and I talked about the illusion of a timeline in, you know, past episode in 2021. Many people want to manifest a certain title into their lives. They want to manifest a certain situation in their life, but sometimes God, universe, higher self, or whoever you look up to is waiting on you to be a match for what you want. Instead of looking for what it is that's going to make you happy, they want you to see the happiness that's already within you and basically take time to appreciate what's already going on in your life. You may find that you're perfectly happy having your own space and love your single life when your friends and your family are pressuring you to set up an online dating profile or your friends may be having children. And while you may love children, you may be grateful that you don't have the same responsibilities that they have. People sometimes want to come into your life and try to fix your life and telling you that you need something else to make you happy. But what they're really doing is projecting that they have made their happiness contingent on something else or may not be fully happy with themselves. In return, if your happiness is contingent upon an outside circumstance, you may have to do some work within. It's okay to acknowledge when you're not happy. It's okay to acknowledge when you're anxious, when you're sad, whatever feelings that you're feeling. Go ahead and feel them and allow yourselves to feel them. And then you can decide what you can to move up the emotional scale and what you can do to move past that. They say, I know Kelsey Aida, she does a podcast called High Vibing It. She talks about feeling your feelings and being able to experience your emotions and loving yourself through these emotions. And she says that will make you quote unquote, unmess with it all on well, she says something else, but on someone that you can't be messed with. And I found so much truth into that and just giving yourself grace, feeling what you're feeling in the moment and just being in the moment, not thinking of what could be or what should be stop shooting on yourself. Plain and simple. 
It's also important to know that when you're looking at social media, you're looking at a highlight reel of someone else's life. I've seen, and I've been guilty about posts and stuff on social media. That's just highlighting the fun parts. That's just highlighting what I love about that and having a catchy tagline about it. When sometimes I'll be out and I'll be posting a photo and in that photo, yeah, I'm happy. I'm having fun, but I'm not going to be posting about, okay, how I want to make an exit strategy and be embedded a certain hour or how I, you know, I'm drinking water at the party just to stay hydrated. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm just talking about, you know, in the moment what I'm doing is having fun. That's what you're seeing on other people's social medias or what you're hearing about in their lives. They talk about the highlight reels. They talk about the most important things. They're not talking about the days where they wake up stressed out or how they don't get enough sleep at night or, I don't know what else, how they're just, you know, laying down and binge watching TV because they just don't feel like doing anything else. People just don't talk about that anymore. And sometimes you'll see posts where someone has come to you and talked to you about another person and how they can't stand the other person, how frustrated they are with the other person. And then you see on their page, they're posting a photo with that other person and talk about how important they are in their life, how much they love that other person and just how they can't imagine life without that person. And they were the best person ever. We've all seen it before. And it's normal to see that and be like, wait, what, what? They were just talking shit about that person earlier. Well, you look at that, you know, sometimes you see that and it's like, okay, you know what? They actually love that person. They were just expressing their frustrations. That's something, just another example of the highlight reel, talking about the best times you've had with somebody and then maybe not talking about to everybody else, you know, the frustrations you have. So don't let social media entice you about perfect relationships, perfect life, perfect career. It's just, there's no such thing as perfect. Be grateful for what is. We even get frustrated when we have a task list or we have to show up for responsibilities every day. You know, we may love our jobs. We may love what we're doing and the work that we've put in, but maybe we'd rather be going to a dance class or sitting down for a nice lunch or even binge watching our favorite TV shows. There's always that feeling. It's just not always talked about. So if you're having certain feelings, if you're stressed out, maybe you're just not happy with something in your life, give yourself grace, let yourself feel that way. And sometimes I tell myself, for example, that I should have over 10,000 listeners. I should be on video every day. I should have more sponsors. But when I get into that mindset, I'm not really basking in the fact that I've already got thousands of people thousands of you that spend time with me every week and you guys are from all over the globe. How grateful I am. I mean, when I focus on what is, it just becomes a surreal feeling. And it's just like, wow, so many people are taking time out of their day to listen to my ramblings behind the microphone or listen to my friends and their inspiring stories about how they started their own business and not just their business, but the why behind their business. Because every business, there is a story of blood, sweat, and tears. And there's something that inspired that business and how that business is going to make things around them better. So my point is, stop thinking about what you should be doing or how you should be feeling and just allow yourself to be yourself. Allow yourself to enjoy the little things in life. You don't have to compare it to somebody else. I love a quiet morning more than anything where I can just enjoy my coffee or when I'm traveling, where I can uh, just listen to my favorite audiobook or podcast. Those are the little things in life that bring me joy. Now, those of you who've listened to the show, you know on the Enneagram, I'm a three. So naturally, I used to worry about what I was achieving, where I stood on the leaderboard, what was tied beside my name or what I did that day, what I accomplished 
accomplished where this year has really taught me just to give myself grace when I relax, go shopping, or even give myself props to allow myself to have fun. I used to have, and I've actually discovered this recently in May, that I had a sneaky subconscious belief that having fun meant that I was not really contributing to society or doing something for other people. I even had a sneaky feeling of shame of not being productive, while consciously I know that life is meant to be enjoyed. So instead of letting my sneaky subconscious make me feel guilty for spending money on myself, having a nice meal, going on the boat with my friends, going to a gathering, or just acting like a kid at heart at the trampoline park with some of my other grown-up friends, that I really just need to let myself have fun, let myself enjoy the little moments. And I just think that hustle culture tells us that we need to be doing more, need to be more productive, that we're not enough. And we really just need to silence that lie. And I'll never forget having that epiphany. It was on the way. I had this, this anxious feeling. I was on my way to meet some of my friends at the lake. And there are people that I haven't seen in over a year because the pandemic, there's people that I was going to be reconnecting with. And while I was driving up there, I had this really weird, sneaky, subconscious feeling that it was selfish for me to want to spend the day before Memorial Day having fun instead of volunteering or instead of doing work around the house or prepping for my week that was to come that after that Sunday. But I kind of had that moment. I stopped myself and said, you know what, Ella, you deserve a day to have fun. Let yourself have fun. It's time to start letting yourself, allowing yourself to enjoy each moment because society may not commend me for having a fun day out on the lake with friends, but guess what? Having a fun day on the lake with my friends was exactly what I needed for New Year's Eve tonight. Many performers in Nashville had to cancel performing. It was L King, Zach Brown band, a few others, but they canceled due to COVID and due to how it's rapidly spreading right now. And I don't want to talk too much about that because I know talking about this Variants and subject matter can sometimes be terms for censorship, but they're having to cancel plans and that's good for them because they're looking out for their health. But guess what? My plans for tonight include gathering with two of my closest friends. We're going to be ordering in food and watching fireworks outside the window. And I'm just really excited to spend time with the people that mean so much to me and just be able to relax and catch up. But that's not even the thing that I'm most excited about, guys. What I'm really excited about is tomorrow I'm going to be social distancing on my couch and I'm going to be watching The Return of Hogwarts on HBO Max. I'm turning off my phone. I don't want spoilers. I'm turning off social media. You're not going to see much of me until January 2nd because I have plans as a 30-something potter head and someone who, you know, basically I didn't get my Hogwarts letter because Voldemort had all the Muggleborns and Half-Bloods blocked from the 80s until the late 90s. That's what I keep telling myself. And it's what I let myself believe. But I am so excited about watching this. Now, I know very well that this is so exciting to me. I cannot wait to watch this special. Many of my close friends were like, oh, that that's what you're so excited about? Maybe they think that sitting on the couch and watching a return to Hogwarts is just, okay, you're watching a show. You're that excited about it. But you know what? It makes me so happy. And that's another epiphany is what's making me happy is not going to make other people happy. And what I want you to take away from this is to know, I want you to know what makes you happy. 
in life and it's not going to look the same as what makes other people happy. And what makes other people happy is not going to make you happy. If you prefer to live in a smaller town with, you know, be close to your family or just be in the middle of nowhere over the city life, you should be in a smaller town. You don't have to understand why I love the city life so much. If you like the taste of Welch's sparkling cider over champagne, then drink the cider instead. For me, I love that grape Waterloo that you get at Target. And personally, because it tastes like grape soda, but it's hydrating and it doesn't have any sugar in it. And it's, it's actually water, but it's great flavor water and it tastes awesome in my mind. A lot of people hate sparkling water. I love it. So if you make a resolution of any kind, I suggest, I'm not kind of shit on you, but I suggest that you find what you actually want to do and do it. I want you to know what specifically brings you joy. And if you're going through a rough patch, just remember the wise words of Albus Dumbledore. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. So try to turn on the light. Uh, Just an example of this. When I was grieving the loss of Sassy and Simba this year, I found a lot of comfort and gratitude in hearing a lot of my friends and just receiving love from them. During the storms this year, I had a lot of friends offered to let me stay with them because I lost power for over a day. Nothing makes me happier than to know that so many people have my back. One of my friends even adopted a cat in Simba's memory. So when you go through the tough times, know that there's a support group behind you that there's people who have your back and there's people who really care. You're going to go through and meet a lot of people who don't actually care, who just check on you because it's the thing to do or don't check on you at all. But remember the people who have your back. And if you feel like nobody has your back, well, become the person that you want in your life. And if you're listening, that means you have internet. So it's possible to find community on social media. I'm in an online community with independent podcasters. I don't know anyone else in my circle that podcast, but I have a podcast. So I found an online community of independent podcasters who have the same schedule challenges, technical difficulties, and same ideas. And while I may have never met them in person, I do feel like they're people I can go to and talk about my podcast with them. So it's just something you can find community. If you think you don't have community, you can find community, just be the kind of person that you want to hang out with. And you're going to attract people just like you into your life. So far into this episode, we're almost halfway through. You're probably wondering why I haven't talked about the book of the week. And I'm doing this strategically because while I was doing the reflecting, I remembered that I want to implement more of my minimalist habits. And the perfect book for that is The Minimalist Budget by Tony Bennis. I'm listening to this on Audible, but I use my Audible credit to buy it, but you can also get it for less than $5 on Kindle or $15 if you want to buy the hard copy. But I think this book is a great way to prepare for 2022. We're seeing record rates of inflation. And after reading that the grocery average grocery bill is going to go up 20% in 2022, and just after I threw away hundreds of dollars worth of food that was frostbitten or contaminated after the storm... I thought this book was perfect. Just a good first book to read in 2022. So it's called The Minimalist Budget. And before I go kind of into the book, I'll just kind of talk about the scenario that I just recently went through. And that was after throwing away all the food that was in my refrigerator and my freezer, I found that a lot of things was frostbitten. And after I did that, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, this is a lot of food. This is a lot that I had to throw away. I looked at my fridge and it was clean. And I even cleaned it even more. Every year, I do this with clothes. I throw out things that I haven't worn in over a year and donate to someone who's more in need. It just 
being the minimalist that I am, it just helps me realize that I already do have so much that I have more than what I need. And it also makes organizing and cleaning my house much easier. I even gave away a lot of storage containers because I no longer need storage containers because I have everything I need and a little bit of what I want. I don't need to organize as much. And less stuff is giving you more space for yourself. So that's the reason I'm recommending The Minimalist Budget by Tony Bennis. It's going to help you save money. It's going to help you prepare for inflation. And I, if you've listened to the show, you know that I'm just a strong advocate for the minimalist life. Right now, I have a three-bedroom house. One is my room that I sleep in and watch TV in. The other is my guest room. And the other is my office slash podcast studio. But at the end of the day, I could probably do away with a, probably get away with just having a two bedroom or even a spacious one bedroom if I really had to, because I no longer necessarily need the storage that I once did. And to be fair, I do pay the same for my house and even less than what some of my friends pay for a one bedroom studio. So I don't tend to change that up or get a roommate anytime soon because I know myself and I know that I need space of my own. And I'm very grateful to have that. So another point in the minimalist budget book, he talks about getting a roommate, but I'm not going to listen to that. So some of the advice. I'm going to take some of it. I'm not, but in that book, Tony Bennis gives just some great everyday tips for getting what you need, helps you strategize your spending and getting the most out of your money. And it's just going to prepare you for what's to come. And don't worry about the climbing rates of inflation. Just be prepared. So you don't have to worry about that. Don't have to worry about climate change. You're doing the best that you can. For me, there's a lot of talk around climate change. There's that movie that's on Netflix called Don't Look Up. And that's what the purpose is. It's to communicate climate change. I drive an eco-friendly car. I only throw away maybe two bags of trash once a week. I recycle a lot. I'm doing everything I can to take up my less carbon print. And that's what I'm focusing on is that I'm doing everything I can instead of worrying about what's to come, the doom and the gloom. So just changing my mindset. So for 2022, I'm just setting that intention of being more present, appreciating every moment, not worrying about the future, not thinking about the past, not shitting on myself or not letting other people shit on me, but I'm just having more gratitude and just giving less time in my life to things that I don't need to have. I don't need to respond to every single text message or answer every single phone call. If it's urgent, tell me it's urgent. I don't need to be spending a lot of time on social media. Um, There's even literal stuff in my house that I can kind of organize and give to charity. This can also include giving just less time to negative people, even people that say they're just joking, but they're throwing shade at you. People throw shade and say they're just joking. You don't have to spend time with people like that. And you could say that you set more boundaries around anything that's consuming your energy. You can also, for me, I don't really watch that much television. That's why Tomorrow, binge watching the Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts special, spending that time watching TV is kind of a big deal for me. That's why I'm able to get excited about it because I really don't watch a lot of TV that much. And I'm also spending less time on Facebook. And in the much of the last years, I'm just finding that my engagement on Facebook is not as high. Sometimes I'll use Facebook just to post a joke or catch up on what people are going on in life. But the people that you know, I want to stay in contact with, I stay in contact with ways other than Facebook. And I'm still going to have Instagram because I know that's how I promote my podcast. That's how I engage with a lot of you on here is through my Instagram. But, you know, deactivating Facebook after my birthday, because selfishly, I love the birthday wishes. That looks like something that may happen in 2022. So just giving less time and space to the things that are not bringing me joy. 
So for now, I'm releasing some of the pressure I put on myself and also, you know, not letting other people put pressure on me. I'm allowing of less of what I don't need this year, allowing myself to have more space for myself and basically something that I've, all of these are just basically what I've already been doing, but just continuing to do. And just also my resolution, if I have one, is just to appreciate and appreciate more of the wins that I've had in my life. Just being able to sit there and bask in it and letting myself be happy, letting myself feel what I need to feel. So I want to conclude the show just by wishing you all happiness, success, and everything you want for the year 2022. I also want you to choose joy where you can and set intentions to live the best life and what that best life looks like for you. The life that you want and you have is not going to look the same as your best friends. I promise you this. So again, I hope you find purpose, joy, and allow yourself to be grateful living in every moment. And if you're listening to this podcast right around the time it's being published, happy new year. And if you're listening later on, I just hope you're having an amazing day. And I found a lot of inspiration in this short and sweet episode. So everyone take it easy and have an amazing time.